Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jacob Albrock. Tommy Kester, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Hey, sports bettors, ready for some picks destined to fail? It's time to hear what the Sports Daily staff thinks of the weekend games. All right, welcome in, everybody. Hour number two. There's Paul Savage joining us. Ooh, in his Baylor hat today. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, maybe an Camel. maybe an allusion to uh, the pick he's about to have to make. We'll see if he puts his money where his mouth is there. Yeah. Uh, as K State gets ready to take on the Bears as a three three touchdown favorite. All right, Jad keeps uh, keeps tally of things for us. Tommy won the week last week. He had one of those special weeks. Uh, nine and one. Paul five and five. I'm six and four. I'm now a game behind Paul. Even with the great week, Tommy, you sit seven games behind Paul. Oh God! Uh, so things well, tightening I mean, up, yeah. tightening up just a little bit here. Uh, Paul, I'm coming for you. Yeah, you're and on the way. I can see it. I can see it. I, I, you can, you can feel it. You can feel it as you're <laughs> well, out not, there. Not so much, know, really. No, I'm just lollygagging, paying so much attention to uh, your East High Blue Aces and their playoff game. Who are you calling game, a lollygagger? Not... I want to know who are you calling a lollygagger? You, you're, you're losing that commanding lead you had. You're focused too oh. much on uh, on the playoffs here with your aces. <laughs> I uh, guess. Big game tonight against Washburn Rural. Uh, see if East can get it done and stay hot. Congratulations, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Do you need a score? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll text you one if you need one right after the game. Yeah, I okay. will. Sometimes, look, it's funny. The City League scores sometimes are our hardest to find on what? a Friday night. No. A little, in, I, I, a little inside baseball there. Oh. It is. Uh, it's it's the way it is. All right, let's make some picks. Jad, right. hit the music. Hey, well, do I get, get to actually talk thing. about my 9-1? Oh. Are you just going to oh, breeze oh, right by right. it? Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. Come on. I gave you the opportunity. I gave you one Monday, and you didn't take it. Because there was still a game remaining on Monday Night Football. I didn't want to jinx it. I won that game, too. Let's talk about it. Let's get that jinx jinx out of the way right now. Yeah, what was your secret? Um, my secret was just my vast knowledge of football. Um, okay. No, I'm kidding. Keep going. Because I went 0-10. No, like, Remember, I went 0-10 <laughs> to go. Uh, so, I mean, but here's the thing. 
I was 15 games behind Paul this time last week. Now yeah. I'm only seven games behind Paul. Wow. Uh, so I'm making up ground. I'm right there. I'm, I'm getting back into the race because everybody thought it was over. Everybody counted me out. I remember Geno Smith after a Seahawks game last year said something to the effect of like, everybody wrote me off and, and I didn't write them back. And that's kind of how I feel right now. I'm getting right back into it. And I'm, I'm optimistic that I'm going to follow up last week with another great week. Good. I, I, anything else to get this jinx going here? Anything else you no, need to that's say? All. That's all. Okay. I, I appreciate all right. the platform to be able to at least acknowledge my great week last week. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, okay. a, a reminder, still seven games back back of the lead. Just also I'm back in it, though. I'm back to, in it. To reset. All right. Uh, you get to go first, then, Hot Shot. Michigan, <laughs> Penn State. Penn State plus five and a half here. Uh, what do you think? Look, this is a tough one. This is a really, really tough one. Yeah, so, of course, so much drama with Michigan right now. Um, I read a report that, uh, and this was like an hour ago, that Jim Harbaugh's attorney released a statement that said that he will be on that team plane one way or another to Happy Valley. He's going to the game. I don't know if he's coaching in the game. It sounds like the Big Ten may have their punishment coming out uh, sometime today is what it sounds like. But there's going to be... I don't know, lawyers in front of judges trying to get a restraining order and all this stuff to make sure that Jim Harbaugh is on the sideline. The best way for Michigan to have people temporarily forget about the scandal that's going on there is if they go to Happy Valley and they dominate. I don't see a letdown coming with Michigan on Saturday. I'm going to take the Wolverines and I'll lay the five and a half. Are they galvanized, Paul? Actually, it's me first because you, you lost the week last right. week. Uh, the question becomes, are they galvanized by this or are they distracted by it? Here's what I'm going to say. They haven't played anybody. They haven't played anybody. So I'm going to take home points for a really good Penn State team. I'll keep it that simple. You know, I this, I don't want to – look, there, there, I don't know that there's been a bigger story that I care less about than this one because I care far more about Michigan and how they play football. And they haven't played anybody yet. And they're going to get their first chance to prove it this week. And in, in Penn State, a good team's getting points like that at home. I'll take the five and a half, and I'll take the Nittany Lions. Paul, what do you think? Here's the thing, guys. Distractions affect football teams. It's, it's just that simple. I, I know it. I know that, that this is a big deal. Listen, we're hearing about this in Wichita, Kansas. What do you think the, the, the scuttlebutt is, the rumors flying, everything going on? Everybody, these kids go to class and people are asking what's going on with Jim Himbaugh, Harbaugh, and all the scandals and all this. So what about sanctions and all? Listen, this is a distraction. It's a big distraction. Distractions and good football teams do not go together. I'm taking Penn State. And listen, this team right. is distracted. This is, oh, by the way, Tommy, congratulations on your new gig with it. With uh, with Odyssey, I'm proud of you, oh, thank man. You. I appreciate I'm very that. happy for you. It's good. It's good news. But anyway, with that being said, I'm taking Penn State, Jacob. Penn State. This is an almost a no-brainer. Oh, I don't know about that. I thought I'd be on an island there, quite frankly. No. Uh, all right, Tennessee, Missouri. I go first here. Mizzou getting a point and a half at home against Tennessee. Uh, Mizzou didn't get it done, but they played well against Georgia. I think Mizzou can bounce back here. I, I still think they're being a little bit underrated. That, you know, that cashed last week, that underrated, I think making them a home dog again is just a little bit, I don't know if it's a slap in the face, but it's not respect. And I'll take Mizzou and I'll take the point and a half at home. Paul? Well, I'll tell you what, this is another no-brainer for me. This is a pickup on Jacob. Uh, I'm going to take Tennessee. This isn't even close to me. I've said all along 
that I think Missouri is an overrated football team. I've watched them like three times this year. This is for an SEC team. That, uh, uh, don't get me wrong. Of course, it's a physical football team, but it's not SEC physical. That's that's what that's kind of my take. I could be wrong. I'm going to take I'm going to take Tennessee. This is almost another no brainer for me. Tennessee, and I'll give the point and a half. Tommy, one of the islands that I got last week was I was the only one out of the three of us that thought Missouri would cover against Georgia last week, and they did. Uh, they didn't win the game, but they certainly covered, and they looked like they belong in the SEC. Now, that being said, I'm not a Missouri fan. I've made that very clear, but I'm with you, Jacob. I think that they bounce back. Not only do I think they cover the one and a half, I think they outright win the game at home against Tennessee. I'm going to take the Tigers, and I'll take those points. Not a bad island, Oh, fellas. get you. Get your cheerleader pom-poms out, you Mizzou homer. Yeah. yeah I, know that, I know that doesn't feel good. I know that doesn't feel good to make that pick, but they are being disrespected this year. All right, Utah and Washington. This one is you, Paul, first here. Yeah. Pac-12 game. I love this one. Future Big 12, future Big 10, but current Pac-12. What do you think? Boy, this now this is a tough one for me. I'm not sure. You know, last week I took Utah because I, I I thought Utah was better than they were, and they didn't did not look as good as I thought they should. Maybe it was two weeks ago, but anyway, I was disappointed in Utah. Bad experience. The question is, do I go with Utah again? Because I think that's a lot of points. That's a that's a that's a more than a touchdown. I like that for uh, for a spread. You know something? I'm a, I'm going to try Utah one more one more time, fellas. I am not convinced. I'm right. I do not. In fact, I might probably be wrong, but I'm going to go ahead and take Utah. Gut says Utah, but heart says uh, heart says Washington. I'll take Utah. Uh, all right, uh, that makes you first. Are you next here, Tommy? You know, Utah. I have really liked throughout the course right, me too. of this season. That being said, though, you know, and they they played outstanding against Arizona State. I mean, they won by fifty some points mm. a week ago at home. However, they were kind of ran out of the building against Oregon a couple Bad. of weeks ago. Bad. And Washington is a better team than Oregon is. I really, really love Michael Penix Jr. I love what's going on there with Washington. I'm going to take the Huskies, and I'll lay those points. All right. Uh, well, I am too. I'm going to take Washington here. I, I just I think they're really good, and I think they have a very good understanding at what, of, of what's at stake for them. They have an opportunity to get back to the CFP, a place they've been before, and they have one of the best players in the country. Can they win by eight and a half? That's a large number, but I'll take it. I'll take the Huskies, and I'll lay the points there. Texas Tech at KU. KU laying three and a half. Uh, Tommy, you're up first. Yeah, so this is actually, I think, a pretty tough game to pick. Uh, You know, considering what's happening with the Jayhawks, the the fact that they – are guaranteed a winning season. They still have a path, albeit a, a small one, but a, a path to a Big 12 championship. They've got to win out. They have to win every single game, you know, moving forward, and they need some help from either Texas or Oklahoma State, which seems unlikely, but at least it's on the table for them. They're back at home. It looks like it's going to be a sellout crowd. However, I'm actually going to take Texas Tech, and Whoa. I'll take the three and a half. I think Kansas wins the game, but I think it's going to come down to a field goal. I think it's going to be a close game. I'm taking a Jayhawks win, but I'll take a Texas Tech cover. You know, it's interesting. I, I've had a, a weird vibe on this game since we first started talking about it on Monday. 
But I cannot figure out why, and I cannot figure out why Vegas still likes Texas Tech as much as it does. Every week, not just this week. And Because I, I don't think it's there. I think, te- again, I've said it, I think Tech is the most disappointing team in the Big 12 this year. I don't think KU's going to overlook Texas Tech because of what you said. They still have an opportunity to play for a Big 12 championship. And I know K-State looms next week. They're at home. I thought that was as good as Jason Bean has looked. I think it's becoming more clear that it's Jason Bean's show. And I'm going to take KU and I'll lay the three and a half. Paul, a tiebreaker opportunity for you. Yeah, I'll tell you, this is uh, same sentiments, just practically with you, Jacob. Uh, I'm going to take KU partly because it's going to be a sell, partly because this is at home. Uh, it's a team that I think is is getting better and better. They're getting stronger and stronger. I, you know, you know, get, turning a football team is a long, long process. It's like turning a battleship around. And uh, the coaching staff at KU is doing a great job. I'm going to go ahead and take KU. Uh, I'm with you on Texas Tech. Who are they? W- which Texas? Can I just say? Yeah, please go ahead, I, Tommy. I just, just want to say really quickly. Sure. Earlier this week, we had a comment on our YouTube stream. Somebody calling me a KU homer. And I'm the only one out of the three of us that picked Texas Tech to cover this game. So, I mean, people can call me whatever they want. You guys are getting to it. I'm the one that's taking Texas Tech Keep to it cover. up. You guys are getting to him. You made him pick Mizzou and against <laughs> KU. You're getting to him out there. Uh, all right. K-State, they've got they've got uh, Baylor at home. 21 oh points, my God. Paul. Oh, uh, I'm going to go out of order and give you the first word yeah, on I, this as I, you sit there in your Baylor hat. 21 points. You can't, I, you can't go against your Bears in 21 points, well, can you? Yeah, I think I could, but I won't. But I'll tell you what, that, that you know, you know, why don't – Tommy, why don't you just call me a name, right? Call me. Pick a name and and call me that because that's the slap in the face that I'm getting right here. Tommy, go ahead. Whatever name you want to call me, lay it on me, big boy. Hey, I'm I'm a respectful person. All I'm not, right. I'm not uh, in the business uh, of name calling. All right. Good. It was, I thought you it was big be, sissy. Yeah, you big sissy. That, I'll say it. That's it right there. You that's better take your I Baylor Bears. For. You I'm, better I'm, take your I'm Baylor Bears. I'm taking Baylor. I'm taking Baylor. I'm ashamed of them. I'm not ashamed of them, but but I mean they're not good. I'll take Baylor. Twenty-one points, fellas. Though in, in all reality, that's a lot of points. You know, Baylor's not that bad, are they? Or are they? I'm taking that's Baylor. Why we use those numbers? That's a lot of points. I'm Is, taking, by the way. Is, does Sissy get me canceled? Are we still okay with Sissy? I, I don't as a know, but I'll tell you what. It it's fit one of my really favorites. It fit, it fits it's one bill. of my favorites. It's not getting you uh, canceled. Come on now. That was, it's an old. That, it's an old football thing. Right. I, I'm a, I'm trying to appeal to Paul Savage, the old Baylor Bear football. That's player. it. That's it. You know the old the old mean coach that gets the best out of his players. That's we it. had to have Paul pick That's Baylor it. there. Yeah. Um, all right. I, look, I. I, 21 points is wild to me. I, I don't know what to make of that, but here's what I'll say. When K-State has been clearly the better team, they have throttled people, and that defense has flexed on people. And we know the offense is really, really good. I think this this is a chance for them to get back to that, which would be nice to do before they play KU. Just remind the world that they are capable of, of an absolutely dominating win. They've had lots of them this year, and they've responded to loss as well. I'll take K-State. Tommy? They're mad. They are a mad team after last week, and what happened against Texas, they had a prime opportunity, and it didn't work out for them. I can only imagine what practice has been like this week. Baylor, they've been up and down, more down, though, than up. I think the Kansas State not only covers this number, I think they cover it relatively early, like, Maybe in the third quarter, they cover this 21. I think Kansas State wins by 
28, 30, 31, something like that. I'm going to take They've the Wildcats and I'll lay the points. It's I, I never like numbers that big. We'll have another one of those in the NFL just for fun. Let's go to the NFL now. Uh, we get back in order here, which means I think this is actually supposed to be the spot where you pick first, Paul. So Browns and Ravens. Uh, the Ravens had historically struggled against the Browns, and then they smoked them earlier this year. They're laying six and a half. They're football's hottest team. You think they can you know, get that kind of a win here against Cleveland? Yeah, going back earlier in the season, you get that feeling. Yeah, and I think the Browns are on, on, a, on an upward swing. I'm not saying the trajectory is to the moon, but I'm saying they seem to be on a gradual upswing. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and take the Browns. Okay. Uh, this, I, I mean, this will be, I'll bet you, one of the more lopsided public money to the Ravens bets of the weekend, which always makes you nervous, Tommy. What do you have on this one? Yeah, I've been really high on the Ravens over the last, I don't know, three or four weeks. They look like the best team in football. That being said, the Browns had played extremely well defensively. I just have concerns about the way that their offense works. And, you know, I just I don't have a whole lot of faith in the way that they score the football. I'll take Baltimore. I don't feel great about it, but it is within that touchdown number. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to take Baltimore. I'll lay the six and a half. I think I'll take Baltimore too. Look, I know look, it was 28 to three in that earlier meeting, and everyone will quickly tell you that Deshaun Watson was out. Guys, Deshaun Watson, he's not that good. Like, let's just be real about it. Like, what, what's the difference between Deshaun Watson and Dorian Thompson Robinson or whoever else? He, he just doesn't look good right now. So I don't know how much of a boost that is for Cleveland in the first place. Could this be the game where he steps up? Yes. Could this be the game where, you know, that defense gives Lamar Jackson the sort of historic trouble he's had this year? Could be, but I'm going to take the Ravens until they prove us otherwise. Just simply as being the NFL's hottest team, I think they can win at home by a touchdown. All right, I think I'm up first here. Texans, Bengals. This is probably, oddly, the game of the week. Maybe in the NFL, there's another one that we'll pick that probably has a spot in that conversation as well. But I know a lot of people are interested in this one because of Stroud. Uh, Joe Burrow's playing better. Uh, it's got one of the bigger numbers of the week at 47 points. It, it feels like a little bit of an opportunity for Cincinnati here. I don't think there's going to be a lot of games where you feel like they have an opportunity. But to win by a touchdown against Houston at home, I'm all over that. I'm all over the Bengals this week. You know, they, they struggle when they start a season and then they get hot. This is what they do. I'll take the Bengals and I'll lay the six and a half. Paul? I'm with you. This is uh, this is really for me. And on the pro side, this is probably one of the easier games to pick. Yeah, Bengals are all over this uh, home game. It's all lined up. Fate is there. It's going to be the Bengals, and they'll cover. I think they'll cover easily. I'm going to take the Bengals as well. Tommy, I know you're a CJ Stroud guy. Yeah, uh, CJ Stroud looked absolutely phenomenal a week ago. Uh, I mean, he looks like the real deal. That's not why I'm going to be taking the Texans though. Remember, T. Higgins is more than likely out for the Bengals. Yep. Jamar Chase isn't guaranteed to play either, and if he does play, nope. he may be limited. Joe Burrow more than likely is going to be down one, if not two, of his top weapons that he's got on the team. And the Texans are on the upswing. If, if I'm going to get six and a half points in an island for Houston, I'm going to take that. Give me the Texans, and I'll take the six and a half. If you're going to bet this game, wait until the inactives come out on Sunday. Yeah. This is a classic game of do not bet it early. you got to see if Jamar Chase is going to play. I'm assuming that he will as we make the picks here today. 
Uh, he's a gamer. I think he'll go. 49ers, Jags, Jags plus three. Uh, 49ers, uh, you know, look, they probably they probably needed to get to a bye week, right? Uh, Tommy, you're up first on this one. The Jaguars at home getting points. That's a 6-2 and two team at home getting points. What do you think? Yeah, the 49ers are due. They have not looked good the last few weeks. And the Jags have an opportunity to solidify themselves as one of the top teams in the AFC. It's kind of that battle of, you know, who's going to win out, whether it's going to be the team that wants to establish themselves versus the team that is in dire need of a bounce back. I don't really feel good about this one either way, but I'll take the 49ers. I'll lay the three points. The Jaguars have not lost since September. Um, They are on a hot streak. They've won five in a row. They're also coming off of a bye week, getting home points here. But I'm with you. I'm going to take the 49ers. If the 49ers don't win this game by three points or more, then it's a real problem. And I don't know that we can consider them where we had them a few weeks ago. I'm still willing to believe in what they did earlier in the year. I think they've got a chance to get healthy. I think Debo Samuel is finally back for them. I'm going to take the Niners. Paul, a chance for Jaguars Island. You taking it? Yeah, I I did not expect this. And here's a chance for an island. And and I'll I'll tell you what, I was real hot on the the 49ers earlier in the year. Now now they've they've let me down a couple times in a row. I haven't. I haven't got a win with them for a while. Uh, and for that reason, you guys give me an island. Uh, listen, the Jags are capable of winning this game. They, they, you know, they're getting three points. But, you know, the Jags are capable of winning this game without the points. And so uh, this is a good island, a home game for the Jags, 49ers travel. I think I'm going to go ahead and take – I'm going to take the Jaguars. I'm, I, I, I've just got to do it because it's an island. And the Jags could win this game at home. It's home points. Yeah, it's home points. I not a, not a bad island at all. All right, Lions Chargers. The Chargers are getting. Speaking of home points, the Chargers are getting three at home. Right, guys. The Chargers offense is not playing well. Uh, Justin Herbert is not playing well to his own standard. They've got a ton of injuries on offense, but they're getting three points at home. It's a defense that's playing better. Paul, you're up first on this one. Your Lions. Uh, you know, on the road, laying three, they're they're. I think they're coming off of a bye too. I'm pretty sure. What do you yeah. think here? Well, and that's a good thing because both both these teams are nicked up a little bit. I like the Lions in this. I think the Lions are on the right direction. Dan Campbell is kind of like my hero right now in the NFL. I like him as as much as any coach in in all of the NFL. I'm going to go ahead and take the Lions just based upon my experience with them in hard knocks. Tommy, the Lions get David Montgomery back this week. Uh, which will be a boon for them. Chargers are one of the better run defenses in football, though. What do you have in this one? Yeah, I feel like the buzz around Detroit has quieted down over the last few weeks, but it seems like they've kind of gotten the pieces back. You know, seems like with David Montgomery returning, if they can continue to utilize Jameer Gibbs in the right way, I'm on Ross St. Brown, Jameson Williams is back. Jared Goff kind of has... For the most part, his full contingent in Detroit ready to go. I just, I have no confidence in the Chargers and anything that they do. I'll take Detroit. I'll join Paul. uh, I'll lay those three points. Only because this is an island will I take the Chargers here, Uh. but I will. Only because it's an island. I I think that Detroit should be on the way back here. They are healthy. But they do want to run the ball first and foremost, and the Chargers do have a really good run defense. And can they make Jared Goff make a couple of mistakes? He's prone to it, and their pass rushes come on. 
I think they can win kind of an ugly game here against Detroit. I think this game gets ugly. Uh, you know, it's 48 and a half. I'm all over that under. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens here in this one. But I'll take the I'll take the Chargers strictly to get the island here. Home points are never a bad thing. All right, Giants-Cowboys. I'm up first here. I only put this one on here because I think it's the biggest spread of the year in the NFL. 17 points. Uh, Tommy DeVito's playing. It, seem, like, it, it is absolutely ridiculous to lay 17 points in the NFL. I would never bet this game, but I we're picking it. I'll lay the points, I guess. Like the thought of Micah Parsons feasting on Tommy DeVito here. Like I, I, th- this is, this is 17 points. Are we from a play? The Giants were a playoff team a year ago. Playoffs? I'll take the Cowboys and lay the 17. Paul. Well, Danny DeVito's brother is starting this game, and he's only five yeah. foot seven. So <laughs> when you look, you know, he's going to have a hard time looking over the offensive line, finding receivers at five foot seven. So, you know, I, I think the Cowboys will be all, and I'm kidding. I, of course, he's not. He's, I think the kid is six two or something like that. But anyway, uh, yeah, like but anyway, you, you look at this game, and you think 17 points until you look at, at what's going on with the Giants. That is a disaster with injuries. It is a disaster, maybe even with the coaching staff. There's a lot of problems. Listen, guys, 17 points. I hate to say this in the NFL. 17 points could be could be had right now by halftime. I, that, that might be covered by halftime. I, I don't know. But I, there's, I can't believe I'm laying 17 points on an NFL game. But I'm going to join you just so I can someday tell my grandkids, hey, I laid 17 points on a game and won. How about that? And that'll be a great story. We would story. be talking about it for generations. Generations. Tommy. Surely, surely you're not going to lay 17 points in a in a clean sweep here. Okay, so Tommy DeVito, uh, in the first game that he played, it, when in relief of Daniel Jones against the Jets, he went 2 of 7 with minus 1 yard passing. Uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Now, after that, when he played the Raiders, now they lost and they got blown out by the Raiders. The Ra- there was a lot going on with Vegas at that time. But he was 15 of 20 for 175 yards, did throw for a touchdown. He had two interceptions, though. He's getting better, I suppose, as the quarterback of this team. Don't forget, the Giants still have Saquon Barkley, right? Isn't he still on the team? You would imagine that they will do everything that they can to get the ball as much as they can to Saquon Barkley only because it's an island (laughs) and I got to get back into this. I'm going to reluctantly take the Giants, convince myself they can cover. I guess one other thing that I'll say, too, remember the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals earlier this season and the Cardinals are not a good football team. And so it, it has happened before. I'll take, I think the Cowboys win, obviously, but I, I think the Giants have a chance to cover that 17 number. I'll take the island. The Cowboys are so capable of, I call them turd games, that that's what makes you nervous about it because no Darren Waller, like not, nothing is going right for the Giants. It's more about can the Cowboys avoid that turd game that right. they've been privy to over the past couple right. of years. But, yeah, I, I think you got to take 17 Cow- points on Cow- an island. Yeah, Cowboys could shut them out. I mean, we could see it. We could see oh, totally. A, Cowboys could beat them we, 40 to nothing. That's right. It could be a sure. zero Absolutely. score on one end. Yes. Or the Cowboys could win by a field goal late in the game. I mean, like, well, because those, they do both of those because that's what they do. Sure, that, or sure. you know, I, I don't know, whatever. Cowboys, they if look if they can, I'll say this about the Cowboys off topic here: if they avoid one of those dud games, they've had two of them this year. 
the Cardinals game and the 49ers game. If they can avoid one of those the rest of the way, I think it's a totally different dynamic going into the postseason. Like, if we know Dallas is, you know, not going to totally lay an egg, they can beat anybody in football. They're an interesting team. Uh, We'll see. That game uh, tomorrow, biggest spread, I believe, that we've seen this year. All right, let's take a break on the way out. We'll give away some Hunger Games tickets. Uh, The Songbirds, uh, the, uh, what is it? The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, Thursday night, November 16th at Boulevard Theaters in Town West Square. That's a sneak peek, by the way, and you can go check it out on us here. A pair of tickets. We'll come back. We'll talk a little high school football. 869-1240 on the IHOP hotline. Get on there. Win those tickets. First caller right now. Everybody to Sports Daily. Congratulations to Mark for winning some of those Hunger Games tickets. Uh, great book. I'm halfway through. I'm excited about the movie if it's as good as the old movies were and the old books. Uh, it's a good one. So congratulations, Mark. We'll have tickets to give away next week as well for that. All right, fellas. Uh, let's look at the high school scoreboard here uh, at what we have coming tonight. So I'm just going to run through real quick the teams we're still watching from the area here. We have Wichita East. We have Derby in 6A. In 5A, we've got Mays South, Capon, Mays, and Goddard Eisenhower. In 4A, we've got Wellington, McPherson, and Andover Central alive. In 3A, we've got Cheney, Collegiate, and Andale alive. I'm not sure if Clay Center's our viewing area. Clay Center's in there, too, off the top of my head. Uh, we've got Southeast of Celine, Hoisington, Norton, and Ellsworth alive in 2A. Conway Springs, Marion, Medicine Lodge uh, in 1A. And then in eight-man, uh, quite a few teams still going as they go divisions and six-man. We won't go down that far. Uh, but, Paul, we start in 6A. Your East High Aces, you've been with that team. You're helping coach them this year. Washburn Rural, it's been a remarkable run. Uh, just a, a really impressive win last week, and this is a big, big test against Rural, one of the favorites this year. How are things looking for you guys well, tonight? Well, well, let's not forget, Jacob, if you remember correctly, the first game of the season, Wichita East traveled up to Topeka to play Washburn Rural up up there yep. and makes a return trip. Uh, that was a game that was very interesting. Uh, a lot of turnovers for, for East. Uh, that set up a loss. Uh, the score was 27-20. It was a one-point game. Uh Wichita East, interestingly enough, if you remember the details, scored four touchdowns on offense. Washburn Rural scored three. But East gave up a pick for a touchdown, couldn't kick a few extra points. There you go, one-point loss. I wouldn't want to play us if I was them again. We're better. We've gotten better. We've gotten more physical on on both the offense and defensive line. And uh, I'll be real truthful. If I'm Washburn Rural and I'm sitting there looking at film, and I maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it as a broadcaster, not as a coach. If I And I'll put it this way. If I'm the coaches at, at Washburn Rural, I wouldn't want to play Wichita East watching film after the game with uh, Northwest because East was pretty physical, Jacob. I don't know if you saw any of the film. Yeah, no, pretty, I, we pretty, did. Pretty, we did. Pretty phys- physical, but a lot and more And they got phys- that swag, Paul. We got they swag. They got that swag. We got swag. Yeah, That's well, Deontay Mitchell – Deontay Mitchell, Tommy, is as fun a player as we've had in a long time no at kidding. quarterback. No kidding. And, and 
they just they're swaggy, yeah. man, and and it yeah. it's fun. It's it you it translates. It's very tangible this year for East. Yeah, and what I love about it is the fact that really at the beginning of the season, if if you had to pick a city league team that you would suggest would be in this position in six A at this point in the season, it wouldn't probably be Wichita East. Not no, that they weren't not. talented. No, no, it would have no, been everybody. Sure, no, Northwest, everybody looks at Northwest, right? right? Like that's just that's the way, right. That's you know, right. Or you know, Bishop Carroll or what? Like everybody looks at like these other these other teams in the city league. Um, but just the way that Wichita East has played throughout the course of the season, their confidence, Paul, you know, has grown week after week after week um, with each win and each milestone victory. Man, that's fueled this program into being at this point right now. Right. And and, and a lot of that credit, by the way, since we're talking about Wichita East goes to the head coach, N.A. Ekpen. He's, uh, he's done a great job, guys. It, this is my first year back. Remember, I was at, at East for eight years back when the Brown brothers were there of all things and, and uh, was there for eight years and, and then left for a while. I'm back with uh, coach E and uh, he's done a great coach job. He's your guy though, Paul. He's You've my been guy saying that for years. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He's, he's my guy coached with him, got, got to know him in indoor professional football coached with him a couple of years, then went to East with him this year and uh, he's doing a great job, but you're right, Tommy, this is a team with swag or Jacob. I think you said that swag, but what it is, is how many times through the course of a football season do I say the team that is more physical on uh, up front usually wins football games? And Wichita East not only runs well, but now we've become much, much more physical uh, up front. It was a process. you got to understand it, it, it is, wasn't yeah. at first, and it's a learning process for kids of this age. Uh, but, you know, I wouldn't want to play us. I'll be, I'll be real truthful. I don't, if I was someone else, I don't want to play us. Yeah, and that physicality is something that has let you know many of the dynasties that exist in the state exist for a long time. Bingo, and that's East has true. found it. That's yeah. what's made Northwest their turnaround. Like they're dominant on the lines. I know they've had star right. players, but uh, you know that's that's been awesome to see. Derby gets another shot at Manhattan. Manhattan, Manhattan has shattered dreams of our teams now for two years. Derby's going to take a swing at them. Um, good luck to Derby with the area needs a little revenge against Manhattan. So two tough road games in six, a in five, a again, Capen and Mays South is going to be fascinating. Capen's Omari Elias, the running back real quick guys. He had 49 carries last week, 49 carries in that game. And he was good. And he's always good. And he is their horse and they are going to ride him uh, to wherever they go this postseason. Yeah, I'm really excited for this matchup and, you know, a tip of the cap to Weston Sharts and what he's done at Capen uh, after all those years at Wichita West going over to Capen uh, and really rebuilding that program. They were down bad for a while. And, you know, when you compare uh, the Holy War and you compare Capen and Carroll, you know, Carroll has dominated so many years, Capen able to finally knock him down, you know, for the first time in forever this season. It's been a special year uh, for Capen. And then, by the way, the fact that they're going to be moving down to 4A, they might be a force to be reckoned with in 4A in future seasons, knowing where they've gotten in 5A this year. Yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah. there. And by the way, on the other 5A matchup, Paul Mays, the 11 seed. The oh. 11 seed right. has now pulled two upset wins to get a matchup with Goddard Eisenhower. Yeah, pull up their pull up their schedule and you look at some of the scores and, and you think, how'd they lose that game? And they, they they go to the third round. I mean, that that's amazing. And I think I looked the other day, at least the first three divisions in in uh, the Kansas State playoff system, 
I think they have more losses than anybody else left at this point. I'm pretty sure. I think so. I think I think the that's correct. Seed. Yeah, the, and and yeah. so I, I'm telling you right now, it's really amazing. They've done a great job. But you know, you play at money time. Let's face it, guys. You play when the money's on the line, and that's what Mays is doing. Hats off to them. That's an interesting story, isn't it? Very interesting. Good luck to all of our teams alive. One more quick mention: Andale Collegiate's going to get another shot at Andale. But it, you know, if if the favorites win tonight, we're going to get an Andale Cheney rematch in the postseason, and that's going to be awesome. But <laughs> call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Collegiate's got some dudes. Collegiate's not, you know, they've, they've had a really nice year, and they're really good, and who knows tonight. But no matter what it is, 3A has been a blast, and... And we'll continue to do that. You can catch all of the uh, action tonight on the Catch It Kansas show. Uh, so you can go to catchkansas.com right now. Check out all those matchups. We'll have you covered on 12 News tonight with the games. And then, of course, over on the CW, the Catch It Kansas show, full half hour, all kinds of stuff, live reports. We've got reporters on scene. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but check it out. We are into the third round. Nitty gritty. We're a couple weeks away. We're going to be crowning champions, fellas, on uh, on a state championship Saturday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's right. And it will have Gone by in the blink of an eye. Uh, you can uh, catch primetime NFL games from Westwood One, available live for free right here on KFH and on the Odyssey app. Tune into KFH Sunday night for NFL action. The Jets on the road in Las Vegas. You can simply download the Odyssey app and search for KFH at kickoff. We'll come back. We'll uh, well, we'll continue to preview this big weekend in sports, uh, which starts tonight with some college hoops. That's next on Sports Daily. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. Jacob Albrock, Paul Savage, Tommy Castor alongside you here. The IHOP, IHOP hotline is open the rest of the way. This Veterans Day, IHOP will be welcoming veterans and active duty military with free red, white, and blueberry pancakes to thank them for their service on November 11th. Um, all right, fellas, let's go back and revisit. We spent just a couple of minutes on this right off the top. Uh, thank you to all our veterans, by the way, out there, since you won't hear from us tomorrow. My dad, my grandpa, both uh, were veterans. I appreciate their service and all that service out there. Hopefully you get a chance to, uh, you know, feel that love and respect this weekend. Let's talk Wichita State a little bit, fellas. Um, we talked Paul you know, off the top of the show, it was a really strange game because in a lot of traditional metrics, Wichita State 
didn't play well, right? They were out-rebounded. They turned the ball over way too much. They didn't shoot free throws well. They didn't shoot three-pointers well. And they won. And they won by 10. And I think that, you know, we're, we're talking about this as like, look, when you win those kinds of games, I absolutely think there's value for the coaching staff to sit there and show guys that and be like, look, think about how good you can be if we don't have 20 turnovers and if we don't let them out-rebound us. And, you know, there is some fear in there because they did – shoot what was it O for 21 from three uh but w- what have you thought about the early look of the shockers here paul with paul mills in charge well the main thing is it's a hard it's a hard situation to get a grasp of there's so many new players i mean uh there's there's a lot of players that we've got to figure out we've got to understand who they are what they do well what they don't do so well and uh there's so many new players that I'll be real truthful. I don't know yet. I, I, I haven't seen enough to get the feel uh, right. for what I need. But that'll come. That'll come. I guess there, I guess what I'm saying is that is that we have to have enough confidence in this coaching staff, and Coach Mills in particular. we got to have confidence that the guys he's recruited will, will be able to do what we need to see done. And granted, uh, maybe in, in, the early, in the early games, maybe we have questions. But I think it's way too early. These, these guys, are there's so many new guys, so many of these guys, we don't know what they do. We don't know what they're capable of. And I'm of the persuasion that Paul Mills is going to need time to get what he wants done on the court through to these guys. And being a coach, I understand sometimes, guys, that takes time. Sometimes it just takes, well, some, pra- it takes some games, it takes some practice. You gotta, you, there's a lot of things. But uh, I think there's an upside. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm guaranteeing the fact that there's an there's upside. There's for sure an upside. But there's there is for sure an upside. upside. I think there is. It's so it's so crazy, Tommy. And we talked about this after the after the first game too. Like Beverly's the only new guy doing anything, right? Colby Rogers is new to us because we didn't get to see him, but he's been in the program. Like the only player but he's who new. we, but he's new to us. But, so Bijan Cortez and and you know some of the other players that were brought into Gray that were brought in by Mills we may not see them so it's essentially the guys that have been here and Ballard didn't play a ton but again in the program last year and and that's what's been really interesting to watch in all of this is we expected coming into this year all these players we'd never seen or heard of before and they're not there. It's the guys we the, like the returners that did come back happen to be the guys. Now that's by somewhat coincidence I think, but it is what it is and and I it's it is nice to see those guys really contributing and playing pretty well. Um you know, Poto has been good. They they've been Poto's you know they've done good. what they've needed to do right, out right. Of, out of the gates. Xavier Bell and Isaac Abide was a spark plug again last night. So look, it's it's these these are the players. I I don't think you should we learn our lesson from last year with Colby Rogers. Don't anticipate any other players coming in or getting you know waivers granted or anything else. If that happens, that's great, but don't expect it. This is the team, and this team has showed some early season resilience. Yeah, I remember when uh, Kenny Poto entered the transfer portal and ultimately came back, but I remember when he entered the transfer portal, the question was, who's going to start on this team? Like, wh- who do they even have? Like, what does the roster even look like? And then Kenny Poto comes back, and then you have some other guys that are returners that are now getting extended minutes. I think that the key is for guys like Xavier Bell and Quincy Ballard, who didn't get a ton of run a year ago, to continue to to grow. And you know, Paul Mills looks like he trusts them 
to have extended minutes and Xavier Bell to run the point. That's really important. I mentioned it when we talked about it uh, at the top of the show about how the, the pace in which this team plays in is great and it's fast paced. The tempo is fun. The intensity level is up there. That's what shocker fans want. I'm all on board with that. But again, the, the concern is playing out of control. And so I think it's going to take a little bit of time. You know, you mentioned Harlan Beverly at the top of the show is a wild man, right? And that's very true. He's got a ton of energy. He's got a great motor, but he turned the ball over way too much last night, right? Two and games so, in a row now right. he's turned I it think, over too much. I think you've got to have a good balance between playing with tempo and playing in control, right? And taking care of the basketball and being careful. We watched too much shocker basketball a year ago of a team that didn't have any kind of energy. Right. And they would just disappear for long stretches at a time. Right. I don't envision that being the case with this particular team under this particular coach, but you've got to learn to play with that tempo. You've got to learn to play you mean under tempo. control you, yeah, while you do it. Yeah, T- tempo and pace as much as energy. I, I think the team last year had energy. It was just right. a totally different right. tempo at which they played. That right. game last night was fast tempo. Yep. It right. was not an offensive you know, master class. But it was high tempo right. all the way through, and both teams were bringing it. It was a yeah. fun game. Yeah, let me ask you two a question, if you don't mind. I, the question I have is, where do you think this team will be? Say, let's say halfway through the season, where do you think this team is going to be with depth? Because that could be a problem. Uh, Would you not agree? It yeah, might, it I, might. I don't. I, somewhere, I don't know the answer to that. I, I, you know, and they haven't been able to pull away from teams yet in order to get some of those other guys in there. I think it looks like it's a seven man rotation. Well, wow. I, I think wow, that, that I think yeah. that you're gonna Good have thing. I think you're gonna have a lot more depth at the post than you are at the guard position Correct. for sure. Right? You've yeah. got Abide and Riginal, and then you've even got Jacob Germany. We haven't talked a lot about Jacob Germany. I don't know what his role is going to be. He was pretty good at UTSA a year ago. I don't know if he's going to find his way into the rotation in the post or not. And of course, things can look significantly different at the end of the season than now. They're going to have, I think, an issue as the season goes on with depth at the guard position. They for sure are. Colby Rogers is going to have to handle the ball. I mean, it looks like right now there are three of them that will handle the ball. Uh, so that's going to have to be, for a little while, what they yeah. deal with. All right, uh, they're back in action Sunday against Friends. We'll get you that and all the other things on the schedule this weekend as we wrap up a Sports Daily. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.